0: Hello. This is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy. Recording this on January twenty third, twenty twenty three. That's one twenty three twenty three. If you didn't know, <laughs> I feel like that's some weird price that I just, you know, like I'm not an infomercial. I'm like, that's only one hundred twenty three dollars and twenty three cents, and you could pay it over time something like that. I don't know. I need to practice my voiceover skills. Oh, it would be so nice to get a voiceover gig. Anyways, um... Hi everyone, hope everyone is doing well this week. I'm in a weird mood because I'm recording this after work on Monday because I was super lazy yesterday and I got my three tattoos and I felt like that was work enough for me because even though I use this amazing numbing cream by the company Mad Rabbit, highly recommend by the way, and I'm not being sponsored by them, I don't get a cut of any... Products that get sold, um, but it really works wonders. It's it's a miracle cream. So if you're getting tattooed and you're worried about the pain, slather on some of that numbing cream by Mad Rabbit. Um, and then I go an extra step and I wrap it, wrap whatever part of my body with plastic wrap. And then in order to keep the plastic wrap in place, I then wrap like an ace bandage around it. So I look like a crazy person, but anything to not have pain. And also I had mentioned at the beginning of this episode, voiceover, I, oh yeah, you do know that I've done voiceover work because of that episode. (laughs) the day I found out that my voiceover coach is a sexual predator. Oh my God, that was jarring. And I just felt so lucky. And I think I mentioned this in that episode as it's my mom saved me because she never let me do anything alone, thank God. So um, this horrible man probably was like, yeah, I can't um, manipulate this young girl because her mom is always around. So thank God for moms like my mom. Let's see. So, at uh, you know, cat's out of the bag. We, we already know that I was doing my three tattoos. I'll refresh your memory if you haven't been listening. So uh, on my shoulder, the front of my shoulder, I have Ador written in Bengali. And then I have my abstract Madurga, which is, you know, the major Hindu goddess. And then I have um, my dad's poem, that is from the book of poems, um, navigating the quartz forest that he dedicated to me because he used my notes. Um, You know, I was at this horrible Halloween party and I went as a character that was mute and the only way I could connect, communicate hello with anybody at the party is to write on this notepad. And so he found that notepad, he made poems out of it. So it's a connection between me and him. And I made him practice his handwriting a billion times. So now his handwriting is officially on my body, specifically my left forearm. So I'm so happy with how these turned out. I mean, (laughs) I had a moment yesterday where I was standing in the mirror, I was wearing a t-shirt and you could see like, um, I guess you could see one, two, three, four, five, five of my tattoos out of the seven that I have now. Um, And I just like was like, wow, I'm really cool. (laughs) That was so lame. I don't think a cool person would actually ever say, "Wow, I'm really cool." But I I really liked what I was seeing in the mirror and I was just like, "Wow. I never thought I would I I think I what I said was I never thought I would be this cool." And <laughs> I mean, it was like a weird out of body experience. Like, I guess it was it was a version of me looking at the version i'm of me that i'm turning into you know i, I mean cuz it definitely felt like sort of outer body but then also like no that's me and i like me it's it's a very new feeling to like myself. I know that sounds so like humble braggy almost, like um I haven't liked myself in so long. I don't know. I don't know what that sounds like, but it sounds lame. Um and it's, you know, I think that the criticism in my mind, and I, I would think that um a lot of people could relate, it's like, yeah, you're living with yourself every single day of your existence, right? But do you enjoy yourself? I mean, it's a valid question, and I think at the age starting, you know, mid-year of 38 is when I really started the journey, the transformation of enjoying myself, and I think I'm still getting there because, um, yeah, I mean, like, look, there's always – more that I want to be, but I, I don't know, it was really cool to see my reflection and be like, oh my God, that's me. And I love how cool my tattoos look. I love how they look on me. And I love this version of myself that is getting, that is representing, (laughs) what am I saying? This is, I'm really trying to, I'm complicating this whole thing, but basically it's I was liking what I was seeing in the mirror. And I like that I'm the person in the mirror. Does that make any sense? It may or may not. But it sort of makes sense to me. You know, um, I I do spend a lot of time alone. It's just the way life is. I mean, I'm, you know, you know, I'm being super cautious because of my dad. And I have super cautious friends. So, um, you know, it's it there could be weekends where I don't, hang out with anybody, but I I think that I have finally found like peace and pleasure in solitude. You know, like I will watch, you know, my Law and Order. I have my box set and I'm on season nine officially. I'm really bummed that Jamie is no longer on it. If you watch it, sorry, I'm gonna go on a tangent of American original Law and Order, which is, you know, the best law and police procedural that was ever made in my opinion um and so i'm on the season and the character jamie ross who you know was i guess the assistant da to jack mccoy's executive assistant da whatever um (laughs) so the lady (laughs) The lady lawyer of original law and order and she was the second um, lady that they had after they killed off Claire Kincaid which was like so shocking and it was a weird episode of you know they all had just seen somebody die from the death penalty like um, lethal injection and then they all had a really weird day after watching this person die and um, yeah so so then she, they killed her off, and then they had this um, character, what did I, Jamie, Jamie Ross, played by Carrie Lowell, and I really, I really feel that of all of the seasons of Law & Order, she was the true equal to Jack McCoy, like, age-wise, height-wise, I mean, and she's, you know, a stunner, but a stunner in, like, I don't know. She just looked very lawyerly, and but also gorgeous. And in, in, in every episode, like they were always commenting on how beautiful she is, which they should because she was gorgeous. Um, and I'm sure she still is gorgeous. But yeah, I'm really bummed because you know now Angie Harmon is on play, and the character is Abby Carmichael, and you know they they have a good rapport, but it's more like. You know, now it's getting into the Jack McCoy the dynamic of like the younger woman, like little sister situation. But with Jamie, Jamie was the true equal. Claire was the love interest because he was sleeping with Claire. And I'm, just to remind you, I'm talking about a fictional show that I'm obsessed with <laughs> if you're t- if you're tuning in, like I'm on a radio show, um. I am talking about Law & Order. But Claire, he slept with. Jamie was his true equal. And now Abby starts the long run of, you know, kind of junior lawyers to the incredible Jack McCoy. So I'm bummed. But I'm still watching it because it's it's my favorite show. And... um Uh, The whole point of me going on this tangent of Law & Order was that I am telling you that I am okay with my solitude and I find peace in it. And now, I don't know if I mentioned this, I think I did, but I'm painting my nails and I'm actually already really good at it. Like my, I was really, I'm not dexterous or I felt that I wasn't. So I was really worried about my um, doing my right hand because that's my dominant hand. I'm right-handed. But it looks really good. Um, It looks profesh. And I keep buying nail polish collars now because I told you I have a spending problem, which... (sighs) is still continuing. But so this is this is the payoff though of the solitude, right? Cuz I'm hanging out by myself, but I'm buying all this shit. So now I need to bu- stop buying the shit and just be happy with what I have and enjoy all of the purchases that I have purchased. So one step at a time, you know, no one's perfect, but I I I'm feeling very at peace with myself and enjoy myself and I do feel happier, you know? I think I'm more like my mom than I ever have been in my entire life because my mom was able to just be happy and happy about very small things and she didn't take things very seriously and she was, you know, I'm never going to have her temperament. Like she was just a naturally happy person. Obviously, you know that I'm on medication (laughs) to be happy, um, which is helping, thank God but my mom was just never a sad person and she was it was very easy for her to be happy and she um was amused easily she was curious and she was never bored and but i feel like at this point in my life now that i'm 39 and this year i'll also be, you know, a single dog mom so stoked about that as you know um i find i finally feel like yeah this is okay. Like this existence is okay. I, I, I want more for myself. I want to do things creatively. I want to be able to make income doing creative things and solely get income through creative endeavors. And, um, I have to believe that it all happen for me. Um, so I'm not, you know, settling. It's not like I'm like, yeah, okay, like this is it. Like I'm happy with this job. You know, I'm always unhappy with having a day job if if it's, you know, like I don't want to have to have a day job and try to pursue other things. But this is the reality of it all. And I think I'm more accepting of the reality of it, but still Trying to push myself to get out of it. I, I worry sometimes that this newfound happiness is going to bring some sort of complacency. And I think because I've had like these rough couple of weeks at work, you know, I, I, I wonder, you know, and maybe it's just it's my coping mechanism. I'm not, I'm not sure if there's a reason for everything. Um, people like me would love to believe that there's a reason for everything, but there probably isn't. <laughs> I don't know. The truth is is I don't know, but I like to find meaning in things that are difficult. So when I've had these two difficult weeks of work, I'm like why did I ask myself why did this happen? You know, why did this need to happen? And maybe and for me the meaning that I'm getting out of it is that don't be complacent and uh you know this existence isn't so gut wrenching right now, but that doesn't mean that you don't want more and that you can't you need to work for more. So I think that maybe I was like, yeah, like if I'm being truthful, maybe part of me was like, I could just do this job and live this existence and that and but then when shit hit the fan, I was like, fuck this. I do not want to do this for the rest of my life. You know? Um and me personally, because it's doing stuff stuff in the corporate world, it's sometimes very for me soul sucking. And so I need to always keep pushing myself to be creative and um still pursue my creative dreams because I, I do wanna I do what I do want my definition of a big life and I'm gonna get it. <laughs> saying it on this podcast. I don't think that that had much conviction. But the fact that I'm even saying it is a step for me. So hopefully by the end of this year, I'll actually have the conviction. But I did read like, you know, part of my um, education with my writing coach is that I'm supposed to be reading scripts like a script a week, which is really not difficult. But so I mean, I'm supposed to have read four scripts by the time I see her, which is on February 1st, and I've read one. Um, But I started another one today. But um, the first one I read, I have to tell you, I was not that impressed. And I'm like, well, mine is just as good as this, if not better, my script that I wrote, screenplay. Uh, So, I mean, that was – and I think that I can be critical – of myself. You know, this, the second one that I'm reading, I mean, I think it's fine. Um, Maybe it's, I don't, I wouldn't say it's better either, but I do think that they have, they're obviously seasoned screenwriters, so they have more of the jargon down of like, you know, the types of shots, you know, and things like that, which I still have to learn because I don't know what those are. I only know the basics. So I think that's a good reason to be reading them. But also I'm like, these are the top, these are like in a top screenplay list for 2022. Oh. So then there shouldn't be that big of a reason why I'm not there. But another part of my assignment um, before I meet with my coach again is to reread my script, which you know I'm obviously very nervous to do because I have I have it in my mind. I'm proud of it. I don't really want to touch it because like what writer wants to revise anything? Uh, I mean – Maybe there's writers who are just like, yes, I can't wait for (laughs) revision after revision, but not me. I'm like, can we just be done with this? Because I think it's great. (laughs) So I guess I'm nervous to look back on it and be like, ooh, this isn't good, you know? Um, But it has to be done because that was my first screenplay and I was really proud of it and people are liking it. So if it can be even better, which I'm sure it can be, then it's my job to get it there. So, yes, um, I'm still going to be pursuing my creative endeavors if it kills me. And, um, you know, lastly, I kind of wanted to talk more about this whole tattoo situation because I think it, it does feel sudden. You know, um, and I am a zero to 60 person. Like once I get interested in something, I just go in full force. Like, you know, we talked about my pies and (laughs) um, now we're talking about my nail polishes. And I I bought a billion of them. You know, I have have to keep this habit. I spend so much money on nail polish. Um, And so this whole tattoo thing, I I think that there's a real for me – a spiritual connection with myself in these tattoos. Obviously, I've already told you that it makes me more accepting of my body, which is shocking and wonderful because I just never thought that I would ever like my body. Um, and I think I'm finally getting there. Yes, of course, there's always things that I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, that could be different that needs to be improved, you need to get toned. But it's less, there's less noise, which I appreciate, because there's a difference in my mind. And so I think the tattoos are really helpful for that. But I also feel like there's such a strong link to these tattoos and my, you know, fledgling spirituality. And My spirituality for myself, you know, people obviously take tattoos seriously because it's a permanence on your body. But to me, it reminds me of the body being impermanent, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, like tattoo me up because this is my skin sack that's going to die off. And the tattoos are going to go with it, but I live on. So for me, it's a reminder also of accepting death and um, that we live on outside of our bodies. And the body, while it's important, it's not the most important thing, which I think lends itself to me accepting my body how it is because it's not the most important thing. Yes, the body is my vessel and I want to keep it healthy so that I can live – you know, a long, healthy life, because if you're unwell, there's really, you know, not much worse than being unhealthy and like being sick and um, not being able to take care of yourself. So, but I think that for me, the tattoos are just representative of like, we're only around for a short amount of time. So you might as well just do what you want when you want, as long as, you know, you're not hurting yourself or others. Um, and for me, the tattoos really like are so tied to my spirituality. Um, and also, you know, let's see how long I could keep this up. The placement of the tattoo is also really important to me, like which side of my body. Um, I kind of have made it this like internal rule for myself that tattoos on kind of the right side of my body are more, you know, about power and practicality. And the tattoos on the left side of my body are more about um, creation and whimsy because they're connected, you know, the opposite side of your body is connected to the opposite um, hemisphere of your brain. So the left side of your body is controlled by the right hemisphere, and um, the right side of your body is controlled by the left hemisphere of the brain. And the right brain, the right side brain is more creative. And the left side brain is more practical and logical. So that's kind of my little, um, I don't know, border town of my body and kind of is the significance of placing it on a side is is important too. And... um I I think it's cool. It's cool for me, you know? I think it might be a little lofty uh, because the more I get, the more I'm like, oh no, which side should I put this on? And then there's your back, which is both, right? Um, So, uh, but it's fun. It's fun for me. It's meaningful for me. And it's not all of a sudden. I think it's a long time coming. I think it's really representative of um, becoming like, what I consider to be a true adult, because I felt like very unadult for a long time. Um, And I act younger than my age. And people are always very surprised to find out how old I am because of how I look and how I act. And, you know, I'm a late bloomer in life. You know, I'm not, I haven't found my partner, and I'm not married, and I don't have a child. And usually these things are done by my age, um, or found by my age. so I feel like I have a lot of living left to do, but I'm glad that I'm going to be at this place during you know finding these these bigger milestones in my life. Like if I was less than what I am right now, I think I would be totally lost. I mean, I was in a bad relationship for a very long time because I didn't have a I mean, I won't go as far to say as I didn't have a strong sense of self, but um I will say I didn't have a strong sense of self-confidence, which I'm still working towards, but uh, I didn't have a strong sense of self-preservation, you know, and and self um self-protection. Um Being, you know, a warrior for myself, standing up for myself, like, I didn't have any of that. And um, I worry about the next time I'm in a relationship, and I hope I can stand up for myself and um, not take the bullshit, you know, time will tell. Um but I also feel like I'm so my life is so full of me just hanging out with myself or talking to my dad or going to work or seeing the few friends I have and then add in the the puppy that I'm going to get like honestly I'm just like how am I going to ever fit in a relationship like that person's going to take up a lot of time that I don't want to give like I when I want to watch my law and order for hours I'm sorry, that's all I want to do. I don't want to watch whatever show you're watching. So. So then if we're not watching the same TV shows, then we're never going to see each other. <laughs> essentially. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to explain like, you know, the reasoning and what the tattoos like really mean for me and maybe I'm um, maybe you guys are like, "Hey, we get it. We get it. You you can stop talking about the tattoos." But um I probably won't ever stop talking about the tattoos because I love them so much and I have 11 plus ideas. I had I had some more brainstorming and I don't know if I'll do them all. I mean I'm doing at least 11 this year. So I'm up to seven. So um, four more, um, which seems like so tiny. So I feel like this is probably going to be more than four. We'll see. And also in ear news, the Batman hole. Um, if you remember the two ear piercings I have, the the main one I have deemed the Batman hole, and the smaller one I deemed rot the Robin hole. So the Batman hole is good to go. So I've changed it out and I finally have been able to wear a different pair of earrings, thank God. Uh the Robin hole is still healing. Oh my god. Um And it's going to be until March that I have to wait to take out the, you know, the earrings and the robin hole and be able to switch it out. Um, So I just wanted to give you an update on that if you were even wondering. (laughs) Um, And of course, like the piercer said some crazy shit. She's so dumb. She was like, oh, yeah, the reason that it takes so long for your body to heal now is because of all the vaccines that we took um, because of COVID. And I'm like, You're a dumb bitch. I really wanted to say that, but she had my ears in her hand. So I was just like, oh, uh uh-huh, really? Great, because obviously you guys know how I feel about vaccines on this podcast. I'm very pro-vaccine, but I'm not about to like start a dialogue with a stranger in the real world, okay? Like this is America. People get shot for less. So (laughs) when you have an opinion, I think the best thing you can do is follow my lead and keep it to yourself. So on that note and this crazy episode, um, I hope everybody has a great week and I'm just going to say bye.